good morning, everybody. I know you've come this morning to um, see what the what techni- technological malfunction I have today. So, <laughs> so far we're three for three. Um, but today we're talking about the parable of the talents, and I, just a story came to mind this morning um, that I wanted to tell us start off with. Um, and my, I'm a labor employment attorney, so we advise employers. Um, is to issues dealing with their employees. And we had one particular situation that we had an employee at another company come in and talk to the employees about his experience um, just to let them know the consequences because the the other employer had gone through a similar situation. Um, And the first time he did really well he just kind of blew it out of the park the employees were really receptive you know a lot of them were convinced by what the um, issue was uh, that I mean saw his perspective and and so he was really excited Um, he was out of work at the time so he he thought he was going to be a consultant he was going to talk to employees and give them advice and um, so he had built that up in his mind and um, and, and so we used him again when another employer was facing a similar situation. And he got up and um, in, in front of the crowd, and, and there was, the room was filled with employees that were ready, ready to hear him talk. And he just froze, and he, he ran out of the, the, the room and, and didn't come back. And just he panicked. And I'm telling that not because I'm about to run in the room, but <laughs> um, just because I think it's a good introduction to this parable, which is, is very difficult. Um, but it's in Matthew 25, uh, 14 through 30. There's a handout that has the parable, and I'm going to read it in a second. But this is um, after Jesus has come to Jerusalem during Holy Week, and he's, um, you know, he's cursed the temple. He's about, it's almost, I think it's Tuesday of Holy Week, so two days before the Last Supper. So it's, he's, he's facing his death, and he knows it. Nobody else knows it. Um, Directly leading up to Matthew 25, he'd been talking about, um, you know, he calling himself the Son of Man, referencing Daniel. And what what the Pharisees and the Jews heard and what they were expecting was the Son of Man to come and and bring the kingdom of God by force and to take over um, and, and to bring them Israel and defeat the Romans. And so that's what they were when he started saying. They were expecting the final judgment, essentially, um, when, when he was using the Son of Man um, terminology. Um, so in Matthew 25, um, the first parable Jesus tells is the parable of the ten virgins, um, which is it, it's a, it's also a difficult parable, and I'm, I, I'm not going to go into it there, not going to go into it now, but then he gets into the parable of the talents. And it's the longest parable in Matthew, um, and it's placed close to the end of the gospel. Um, but let me read it. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants, and it being the kingdom, and entrusted them to his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I've made five talents more. 
His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had the two talents, came forward, saying, Master, you delivered me to me two talents. Here I made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had received the one talent, came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you do not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has more, who has, will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Okay. Um, now, when I, the, the first class, and this is, um, we've been doing, uh, Michael Sansbury and Gill, and I've been doing a, a class on the parables all summer, talking about the parables and um, going through different ones. Um, during the first class, um, I did the parable of the Good Samaritan. And started it by showing a couple clips of how of sermons on the Good Samaritan, just to show how a lot of times the, the parable was preached, which was not in accordance with what we talked about in the class. Um, and it's general that parable is generally preached. Well, you need to be like the Good Samaritan, um, and and Jesus is telling us to act like the Good Samaritan. Um, this, this parable, likewise, I could do the same thing, I'm not, but if you look at the sermons and the parable of the talents, it's, I mean, one reading could be the, the prosperity gospel. You know, God rewards those who help themselves. And if you're flourishing, if you're doing well in life, that must mean that you have God's blessing. But if you're failing, if you're, um, you know, if you've fallen on hard times, then you're not doing God's will. Um, that's not the reading. I mean, that's that's how it often comes out. Or you could say that he's rewarding the righteous. Another reading, not the prosperity gospel, but it's based on the righteousness of the two, um, the, the first two servants that um, that they're rewarded, and it's because of their works. And the other servant didn't perform good works, and so he wasn't. He was he was cast into judgment and set out of the kingdom. Um, so that's often the way this this um, parable is interpreted, but it's not what Jesus intended. Um, and it, it and it takes a careful reading, but it, it if, if you, you you just can't interpret it that way given the rest of the gospel. I mean, if you think about. Um, Jesus being the friend of sinners, those those interpretations don't square with that. Blessed are the meek, uh, blessed are the poor in spirit. The last shall be first. Now, all all of those, how how would you square that with those interpretations of the parable? Um, in this parable, um, and what we're going to talk about today, and um, is you know the nature of God and what how the 
servant saw God um, and, and what results that had. But he's talking about the kingdom. And obviously, um, not obviously, but God is, the, um, is, is like the man going on a journey. And he's talking, he is talking about the judgment here. Last uh, class, I did the parable of the wheat and the weeds, the wheat and the tares. And in that, most of the parable was about um, life here and now. Um, and only at the end did they discuss judgment. Uh, the same goes for here, um, in that he's talking about when, after he's resurrected, and um, he, he come, he'll come again at the final judgment. And this is the time that he's on the journey. This is the age that he's on the journey. But it's not until that final time that um, there'll be the judgment when he arrives. Um, and, and there will be a judgment. Um, and we don't know the day or the hour of the judgment. But what is he telling us about our life during this time? Um, because the kingdom is present. And he brings it in by speaking... Um, <clears throat> through these parables. He's trying to, with the parables, he, he's been teaching the word um, to the Pharisees, but they can't understand um, what he's saying. And so he's, these are illustrations to, to show a kingdom that is not of this world to, to people who can't understand it. Um, <clears throat> but so he went on a long journey. He called all of his servants. Um, it's important he gives talents to all of the servants, um, and to even the one who, who he gave it according to his ability, he gives the talent to the one who, who has the low ability. Um, so everyone is part of the kingdom. Um, all of the servants are part of the kingdom. Um, <clears throat> He, like I said, it's, it's important to look at how they, the, the um, servants respond to the parable. Um, now, the first two servants, um, they came forward um, and brought exactly the amount of um, talents that, that they had been given. They, they multiplied the talents by the same way. So... Um, the one who came, who, who received the five talents, came forward um, after <clears throat> they went and traded with them and brought five talents. Um, so the talent produced exact, this, the same amount that it was given. Um, and it, it talks about, I mean, he, he comes, Master, you delivered to me ta five talents. Here I've made five talents more. So the five talents were taken, and they, you know, they, in some ways they did the work on their own. If you take five talents and you invest it, you trade it, it makes five talents more. The same with two talents, the, the person who did two talents. He makes two talents, uh, two talents more. Um, and it's, in, in each occasion, the master responds, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Um, and he says the exact same thing to the one who brought two talents more. Um, so it's not important to the master how much they um, brought back to him um, in that they, they produce something. And, and, and they, um, the, five, the, the one who brought five talents gets the same reaction as the one who got two talents. And they both enter into the joy of the master. 
Um, now, we should talk about a talent. A talent is a lot of money. Um, it's, uh, I read something, it's a year's salary, or it, it can be interpreted as more than a year's salary. So he has entrusted them with a lot. Um, and <clears throat> um, but it, it can be seen as anything. It doesn't have to be money. It can be talents. It can just be anything that's worth a lot of value. Um, <clears throat> But the, the important is not the amount of talent. It's how they respond to receiving the talent. Because um, it, although one received five, one received two, they both entered into the joy of the master. And they were both re rewarded for their, um, for their response. <clears throat> so we talked about the first two servants. Um, what about the third servant? How did he respond w once giving the one talent? Um, <clears throat> he also who had received the one talent came forward saying master I knew you to be a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathered where you scattered no seed now that's not something that was said by the other two servants um, now he's the master has gone away on a long, long journey <clears throat> and He's given them talent to take care of. Now, where did the, this servant sees the master as a hard man, an evil, um, somebody who's going to um, judge him if he doesn't um, if he doesn't do what the master wanted him with the talents. Um, and that's where the parable turns on the view of the master. Um, the first two servants. Um, didn't say that, and so, and so he, it, um, <clears throat> um, so because they acted based on their view of the master, and because if they did not see him to be a hard man, they went and traded the talents. Um, but because he was thought the master was a hard man, thought he was going to be judged, it caused him to act differently. Now, why did, he, why did he think that the master was a hard man? Um, <clears throat> in the, under the, 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 the thinking of, of the time and under the Old Testament, um, if you didn't do God's will, you would be judged. Um, that was the law. Um, the Ten Commandments, um, the Jewish law, if you didn't follow those outwardly, you were going to be subject to judgment. Um, and, and so that was the thinking of the time. Um, Jesus brought in a, a new kingdom <clears throat> which um, fulfilled that law and brought in a new kingdom. But what is the nature? If, 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 you, if you see someone as a hard man, how does that make you act? Any thoughts? Scared. Scared? Yeah. Um, I, the title of this class was <clears throat> um, The Little Lights, They Aren't tweaking, Twinkling. And that just is, is something I came up with. I, but I, many of you might have caught where that came from. Um, and let's hope our, but doesn't really have any, anything to do with the parable. But if you remember <laughs> Christmas Vacation, um, Clark Griswold is, 
his, 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 all of his family, his parents, his wife's parents, um, have all come to the house, and while they're fighting in the house, he's, um, put, he's, he's put lights all over the, the house, and he's, he's asked his son Rusty to help him, but the, the, the house is covered in lights, and he's trying to light them, and now, even though they checked every bulb, it's not working, and they spent days doing this, and so... It finally turns on and it's beautiful and and so all the the relatives come out and are looking at it. Okay, we have to use two clips. Oops. This, this class is sponsored by Ultra Omega. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> okay, so after that happens, I just use... <laughs> yeah, let, me, let me do that again, but... Um, I mean, basically, <clears throat> so his father-in-law, he's going and everybody's saying how beautiful it is, and he comes to his father-in-law, and I think this is his loud. <laughs> so he's, he's, wor- he's done this unbelievable performance, put in a lot of effort, and... Uh, Um, and he comes to his father-in-law and he responds I mean he he finds that the little lights aren't twinkling so he finds that something wrong even with the the most masterful light show that um, I mean I think most people have ever seen Um, although the one <laughs> There's, I mean, there. So before, I mean, I think a lot of people have copied. It. I'm not going to get into light shows, but um, the, um, and that's, I mean, he, have you ever dealt with a hard man or somebody like if you, you've got somebody at work who finds fault in everything you do, yeah, or no matter what it is, you you spend hours doing something, um, you perfect it, you do it just like they want it, and then they they find something else and they're not happy with it and it can be at work or what if you, if you have a spouse who every time you come home um, they're finding something wrong or, or when or they're they're unhappy you've, you've spent you've made a wonderful meal um, you spent all day doing it you made their favorite dish and they say they don't like it um, or I mean it could be a parent who you could never satisfy um, that's a hard man. Like the little lights, they aren't twinkling. They, um, how how does that make you react? Mar, you said fear, um, and, it, and it's not just somebody who's a. Um, it doesn't have to be a hard man. I mean, we're all like the um, the third servant. We um, we all have. There's there's some area where we fall short. Um, that we we've been judged before. We it could be you know we, it could be something about our appearance. We're unhappy with our appearance, so we, we don't think it meets the standards of what we want to do. So we hide it. Um, 
or it could be, I mean, if someone lacking in, in, in confidence or, or, or posture, how, how would they, um, how do they respond? Does that, if, if they try to, they could try to make up for it, um, or they could hide it in the ground. So they're, they're not going to put themselves in situations where they have to be confident or they have to have posture or um, the person we talked about at the beginning who ran out of the room. Um, you know, he, 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 wanted to be, he wanted to be perfect. He wanted to be a consultant. He knew he needed to do a good job, but he, he felt that he couldn't do it. Um, and so when we're faced with the law, and, and which is basically what you need to do. I mean, the law in the Old Testament um, that the, was, is the Ten Commandments and the, and the Jewish law that um, the Jews had to keep um, to receive their promised land. Um, and Jesus fulfilled that law um, but in, and brought a new covenant. Um, but the law in our lives, it's, it's just anything that we're, we feel like we have to do. It has the same effect. Or if I'm going to be a successful uh, you know, businessman or successful wife um, this is, or mother, this is the standard I ha- what, what I have to show. Um, and <clears throat> when... We're often like the third servant, and you know we 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 know we fall short. We try to make make up for it. We um, <clears throat> we hide it in the ground. Um, we keep it locked up where others can't see. Um, and, and so we're just talking about the interpretations of the parable. Um, if you can't, I mean, we we can't see that Jesus. Is, is saying don't be like the, the people who um, are the third servant who have who have fallen short of the law and have have something that they're trying to hide something that they um, feel inadequate about because that's everyone and like he's he's he came not to save the righteous but the sick um, <clears throat> so what what's the answer um, we, if we're, when we're acting out of fear, um, because we're we're afraid of what the, uh, if, if you're trying to please the father-in-law on Christmas vacation, um, that's going to be a hard job because some people you just can't, pl- uh, I mean they, they they can't be pleased and um, they're not going to, I mean just trying through your efforts and through your works to. Um, to, to gain their love, gain their satisfaction, can't happen. Um, is the law, like like a hard man, um, is is not something that it, the purpose for us is not to. It was not given to us so that we could fulfill it because we can't fil- fulfill it. I mean, in the in the sermon about um, Jesus makes clear that it's not just our actions, but it's our thoughts. And so it, the bar of the law is set beyond what anyone could reach. It's like the bar of the, the, the um, father-in-law who, who says that the lights have to be twinkling of the, the 50,000 lights he's put on the house. And if it wasn't that, it'd be something else. Um, so I, it just seemed that that was an example of how 
how the law can act in our lives sometimes. Um, but if we're in fear, if we're acting out of fear, we're worrying about what might happen. We're, well, if I, <clears throat> if I go out there and, um, you know, I'll try to think of good, but, you know, thinking about possibilities, thinking three steps ahead. Well, if, um, you know, if, if I don't do this well, then I'm not going to get the promotion or I've, you know, if, if, if I can't, if my children can't act appropriately, well, then people are going to think, think that I'm a bad parent. Um, but so we're basically, we can be paralyzed by the fear that comes um, from trying to live up to the law. Um, but this is, the, the parable is good news. Um, and um, because... The the answer is um, Jesus, <clears throat> and I'm, I was going to read a, a part from from First John four. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. So we've come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this love is is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For here has, fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. <clears throat> so through giving his son um, to die for our sins on the cross, Jesus has loved us, and he, or God has shown his love for us. And... Um, that love, if, 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 we, if you see Jesus as a hard man, then you're going to be acting out of fear and not love. Um, I've got another example <laughs> from a video, and this is not my effort to show my favorite movies in, in Sunday school class. Um, but when I was thinking about the third servant, um, or maybe it is an effort to show my favorite movies in the Sunday school class. <laughs> um, well, I better pause. But, okay, this is Hoosiers. Um, and I was thinking about the third servant. What, what's an example of someone like the third servant? And, and this came to mind. Um, and Shooter Flack um, is kind of the town drunk. Um, he's, he used to play basketball, came on hard times. He's got a son um, who's on the basketball team. And I'm not going to get too much into detail on this, but at the beginning of the movie, when the new coach, Norman Dale, comes into town, his son, he's, he, the shooter, is talking to the coach. And um, his son comes in and says, Dad, get out of here. You know, you're a mess. You're a wreck. Um, and so he leaves. And, um, but he's got good basketball knowledge. Um, and he, he knows, I mean, he's, from his experience, he knows a lot about basketball. So Norman Dale comes in, he's not doing a very good job. I mean, he's losing games, the town's unhappy, and then he makes Shooter his assistant coach. Um, earlier in the, the movie, um, Norm, Dale, Coach Dale gets kicked out of the game, and they bring, uh, and he put, and so Shooter is the head coach. And he kind of has a breakdown after that. Um, and so 
he, Coach Dale comes and, and helps him, kind of puts his head in, in, in the fountain, and, sa- and, and he says, like, we need you, because the team was coming together. Um, and the uh, shooter says, well, you can't get thrown out of no games, is what he said, because he doesn't, um, doesn't want to be, he's scared of being the head coach again. And so this is what happened. Can y'all hear it? Let me. I might have to start it over. Okay. So he said, kick me out of the game. better this way. Maybe it'll work. Clear look of fear.
Okay, well, um, he, you saw the look of fear in his face when, he, when Coach Dale got taken out of the game. Um, and it, by the end, I mean, then some, it wasn't through his actions. Coach Dale made himself get taken out. And he, Shooter was inadequate. He was, um, he was a poor father. He, you know, he showed up drunk to games. Um, he, he, he would not have been someone you would want for a good coach. But through Coach Dale's loving action to him, um, it, he, the fear gave way um, and the love ma- manifested in it. Uh, love manifested in himself, and then he, you know, kind of all of a sudden wakes up and starts coaching. Um, it might be a stretch of an example, um, but then he, because he was loved, he's able to act not out of fear, but for his love for the game. Um, so, I mean, the word that comes to mind is imputation, that we're inadequate. We are all like the third servant, but still, um, God has loved us through Jesus and through um, his death on the cross that, that saved us from the harsh judgment of the law. Um, and the problem with the third servant is he sees God as a hard man. Um, and he, he doesn't understand that he's a loving um, that he's a loving father and so <clears throat> without fearing judgment he acts he hides the uh, talent in the ground and um, and then the the end of um, the age comes and he's um, and he gets thrown into a place where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth which I think is interesting because he was already in a place where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Um, that brings to mind despair and anxiety. And he, um, weeping for despair, gnashing of teeth for anxiety, um, which I have to wear a mouth guard so that kind of makes me self-conscious because I apparently gnash my teeth. But um, <laughs> the um, it, so because the... Um, what he his inadequacies inadequacies made him he was fearful he was anxious um, the other servants it wasn't through their righteousness that, th- that they were accepted into the kingdom it was through the talents that were given by um, the master to them which performed their own work um, <clears throat> It says, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. It, it, um, it doesn't reward them for the business dealings they were doing. The, the five talents over the period of turn, time turns into five talents. And it's not about how much they produce. It's not about the the, the talents you returned. As, as Jesus said at the um, end, as the master says that, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed, then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So it wasn't about what, I mean, the amount. It wasn't um, a, a game as to who could produce the most talents. It was it, it produce anything. Um, anything is good enough because um, the talents themselves are going to produce the, um, the, all you had to do is just put it in the bank and do nothing and you would have been accepted um, into the master's joy. Um, 
So the only difference in the talents is a, um, the, the, view of, the view of the servants towards God. Um, and you know, even where we have the, the place in our lives where we have the one talent. Um, in fact, that's where <clears throat> God is working on us because it shows us that we need him. We can't satisfy the law. We can't justify. We can't save ourselves based on our works. And so, in realizing we're inadequate, then at that point where the the, the servant was, um, he's free to invest the talents. He's free to act to to coach the basketball game. Um, and 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 so that's where um, the good action and the love comes from. Not through the efforts, not through trying hard to um, to, to make money off the the talents, but um, in, in seeing the master as a loving master who um, saves us through his grace and not and doesn't judge us based on our inadequacy. Any thoughts, questions? Okay. Uh oh. You've got notes. Oh. I just think it's hard to see him as a loving and gracious father. When he's like your wicked and slothful servant. I mean, that, that doesn't exactly make his case very well in that regard. Well, me. And I think that might be why the general yeah. public has trouble reading this that way. And you have to read the parables. And the, I mean, it is a difficult parable. Um, and But, the, I mean, it, it, that is a harsh judgment, and there is, I mean, this from the parable, there is going to be a judgment, and it's not, at one point in time, um, it's going to be too late, and for this third servant in the parable, it, it's too late, and, um, but what, what has already happened, and, if, and looking at the, con- the parable in context of the entire gospel, and with what Jesus said, and with the parable of the prodigal son, um, through there, we see what type of... Um, God Jesus is and through Jesus's death on the cross we see that he is a loving God and we have to use that to interpret the parable Jason I don't know if this helps yeah. one thought occurs that he, he's not just slothful he's presumptuous I, I knew you would want this right? he, he, he claims to have this knowledge this sort of intimate sort of insider knowledge about what the guy would want what the master would want and the master seems to be responding, oh, you knew this, right? You presu- the other two don't presume. They're faithful, right? They, f- they, they act in faith. The other one acts in presumption. The third one acts in presumption. I, this is what you want, wink. And it seems that the master's reacting with the, oh, you think you know me. You think you know the law. You think you understand what I want. So I, I think that may have something to do with the tone. Because it's not just wickedness and slothfulness. It's, it's the actual presumption of knowledge of what the master would actually want. And the master saying, you don't know me at all. If you knew me, you would have done this. But you didn't do it. Good thought. He's certainly also, some of the master is not just a hard man, but is an unjust man. Reaping what he didn't sow, mm-hmm. gathering where he didn't scatter seed. So... I think it seems harsher than just a hard man to me. His vision of the master. Yeah. Is there a chance that if 
mentioning faithful as the response of the two sermons that are praised is made in comparison to the fearful response of the other ones. So you've got faith response versus fear response. Yeah, I think so. Two different approaches to the risk of handling the master yeah, I, I think exactly. Those are all good, good comments. Um, it, yeah. It, it, so, what is this? Like you said, what, what are we left with in this parable? I mean, there's, there is going to be a judgment. You can't take that away. But in the in the meantime, we we have we we have faith. See, if once you see the master have faith in the master of is a loving master everything else takes care of itself um, and it's but it's got to you it's got to be that faith and, and like Jason said it has to be you have to there has to be a knowledge of, of God and um, through the cross does that help hon <laughs> but it is, I mean that is I mean, I, I've heard someone saying, I can't remember, you, and I think probably a lot of people have said this, but with a difficult passage, it, it, you, have, you can't just interpret the passage on its own. It's got to be, well, what is, how is this interpreted with the cross and with Jesus' teachings? All right, well, thanks for coming.